Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's teaching is Five Powerful Questions to Ask Yourself. I love questions. You know, questions are such a a great way to build relationships. You know, if you don't know what to say in a conversation, just ask about their background, what they like to do. It just helps you get to know people. And I know that, you know, in relationships, especially I'm, I'm talking to leaders, I'm talking to influencers who are listening to this and whether it's family, whether it's business, ministry, whatever you're doing, you know, there's relational things going on. And, you know, just those who ask good questions are going to have better relationships with people. You know, we're first to seek to understand before we seek to be understood. First, we seek to understand before we seek to be understood. And to understand, we have to ask questions. And when we hear the answers, one of the great things to say, this is what I'm hearing you say. Sometimes people don't even know what they're saying. <laughs> and you can reframe it. But that is a, that's so powerful. And, and I, I just see that even, you know, as I'm thinking about those who are listening right now, there's key situations where you're going to ask some powerful questions. It can be as simple as what were you thinking when you did that? Help me understand what you're thinking uh, when you did that to more uh, profound. I don't know if it's more profound, but, you know, what, what's your greatest dream in your life? What what? What, what, what are you dreaming about? And, and to be able to understand. I like to ask people, you know, the question, hey, what's one thing I can celebrate with you on? And what's one thing I can stand in prayer with you on? Uh, I like to send texts out to people or quick email. And it's a, a great question. One, another question I've been asking people lately is what three words describe the season that you're in? The season that you are in. You know, Jesus asked questions. Matthew 16, he asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? They gave some answers. Then he asked, who do you say that I am? And by the way, I'm not going to list that as one of the five, but I want to say this. That is the most important question we can ask ourselves. Who do we say? Who do I say that Jesus is? Now, Peter got it right. He said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father, which is in heaven. And so that's the most important question. And then the second most important question, again, I'm not going to list it in the five, but these are foundational, is who do we say that we are? Who do I say I am? Because who I believe I am, how I interpret myself, will be how I'll interpret the world. Numbers 13, 10 spies went out and spied the promised land out with Joshua and Caleb and the 10 spies came back and said, we are like grasshoppers in our own sight and so we are in theirs. And so how we see ourselves, who we say we are, and I'll tell you, you are not who your past says you are, you are who God says you are. Hey, let's get into the five questions to ask ourselves. And by the way, these are questions we can ask other people as well. But I think it's important for us to dig deeper into our own life. The first question is, what do I know? 
remember when I was pastoring in Nevada, I'd phoned somebody up and uh, one person that I phoned, his, the way he answered was not the traditional hello. He answered with, what do you know? <laughs> what do you know? Kind of irritated me at first. And then one day I was phoning heaven in prayer and the Lord says, Steve, what do you know? What do you know? Wow, that's such a great question. What do I know? Matthew 4, 4. We love to share this verse on the podcast. Man, I shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The quality of my life depends on my identifying what God has told me. The more I know is the more I'll live. And so really, you know, saying, what do you know? You know, about what we're supposed to do, where we're supposed to be, um, what our, our emphasis is supposed to be, what this season is all about. The more I'm able to say what I know, I know this. I know. <clears throat> I know God is working right now on, on me not uh, withdrawing my heart from people who disappoint me. I know that. I know that. Um, I know he's, he's teaching me how to celebrate progress in my life and not just perfection. I know it. So powerful. Number two is, what makes me come alive? It's a great question. You know, sometimes people say, how do I know what my ministry emphasis is supposed to be? How am I know what my giftings are? Well, what makes us come alive is, is really a good indicator. What makes you come alive when you do it and what makes other people come alive when you do it? Another indicator of what God's called you to do and what part of the body you are is what makes you cry and what makes you mad. <laughs> what makes you cry, what makes you mad? You know, Nehemiah, he heard the walls were down in Nehemiah 1, and that was linked to his assignment. He, he was, had an emotional response to an unmet need. What unmet need is your emotional response? You know, so what makes you come alive is a great question to ask you to help start um, leading you into your purpose and giftings. And when, you know, we're not all called to do the same. God's called, you know, there's a team. You, you're not going to want a, a chef to do surgery on you. <laughs> a chef has a great assignment, but it's, and so he's, he moves in his assignment uh, but he's not called to do surgery on people. The surgeon is. So that's a powerful question. The first two, what do, what do I know? What makes me come alive? And, and then am I planting, watering, or harvesting in this situation? That's question number three. Am I planting, watering, or harvesting? 1 Corinthians 3, 6, Paul said, I, I plant, Apollos watered, but God gives the increase. God gives the increase. There's so, you know, he, he's, he's really understanding or he's helping us understand there's a process in most things where we see harvest. And this is really so helpful because, you know, even when I speak, I realize that I'm not supposed to share everything I've got. And, you know, maybe, you know, I want to see every place I go, massive breakthrough, massive harvest, massive you know, souls saved, healings. But sometimes it's a planting 
It's a planting season or it's a watering season. Let's laugh at this line. It's in my book. Let's just laugh at that. Um, those who reap harvests are very successful, but those who plant and water are not successful. <laughs> yeah, so even in situations and you know, let's say you're you're have a concern about somebody's behavior or concern and maybe you're a leader over somebody and uh, you see some things that, uh, you know, are, are concerning. And sometimes in, in ministering to people, we don't we're not called to uh, get every area dealt with at once. I mean, that's, that's not how God works. You know, even in, you can see it in school and, you know, this line upon line, precept upon precept. And sometimes things are exposed and we see things and, you know, we want to, we're concerned and we're troubled. And, but the Lord sometimes only wants us to go so far in how much we actually minister into a situation or seek, you know, can be with our children, how far we go. Um, and, and we have to understand that sometimes it's only a planting a seed. It's a comment or it's watering. Um, and, and so I just, uh, it's wisdom there. Sometimes, you know, in our ministries, or where are we at? If you're part of a local church, you know, uh, there's seasons. Understanding, it says in the, in the Old Testament that, that the sons of Issachar were more noble because they understood the times and the seasons and knew what Israel should do. So even in situations right now, marriage, other relationships, uh, focus, um, things that you're, you're, you're choosing to do or not do in life. Ask God, is this in this situation, am I planting, watering, or is this is a harvest season? Number four question to ask yourself is, who am I most committed to in my relationships? Who am I most committed to in my relationships? It's, it's important to understand our metron of responsibility and in Romans 12 uh, in verse 3 I believe it's verse 3 it says to each has been given a measure of faith it's a metron toward that measure and metron represents area of influence and responsibility and authority and if we get uh, so you know if we don't understand who needs most of our resources and energy and if we're giving all our resources and energy out to people who aren't even our metron the people and certainly there's times to do that but we have to identify who's the priority relationships in my in my life and you know determining that they have to get my primary primary influence of time energy finances etc question number four is what am i to believe in this season the question of the hour is not lord what should i do the greater question is lord what should i believe because the kingdom of God is not moved forward by good conduct. It's moved forward by good beliefs. Certainly good conduct is important, but even to change conduct, we need to upgrade our beliefs to upgrade our conduct. And so what am I to believe in this season? What am I to believe about me? What am I to believe about God? What am I to believe about my finances? What am I to believe about relationships, people in my life? What am I to believe? That's the question. You know, when I've struggled 
you'd have hope in certain areas. Uh, Wendy, I remember her, she loves to ask me the question. I'll ask her the same question if she's struggling, you know, at times. And um, what do I need to believe to have hope in that area? What do you need to believe to have hope in that area? And, you know, you ask that question, that's what we're to renew our mind with. That is so powerful. So five keys, excuse me, five powerful questions to ask yourself. What do I know? What makes me come alive when I do it and makes other people come alive when I do it? Am I planting, watering, or harvesting in this situation? Who am I most committed to in my relationships? And are they getting my priority uh, attention and resources? And what am I to believe in this season? Wow, wow, wow. So good. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. I want to remind you, there's no hopeless circumstances, only hopeless people. Once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is an unstoppable force. He owes the most hope, has the most influence. <laughs> I love to say that. And remember also, the joy of the Lord is your strength. I don't need strength at the end of the battle. I need strength in the middle of the battle. There's no convenient time for most of us to walk in joy. Pretty much for everybody listening, today's just not a good day to walk in radical joy. <laughs> but I say this, we need a strength. And so today is the day to rejoice. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, beginning in March, we're doing our annual Negativity Fast Positivity Feast. You can sign up for that on Igniting Hope Ministries, ignitinghope.com. And also remember our Abounding Hope and Joy uh, conference that Wendy and I are doing in Reading, uh, April 25th through 27th. There is info on our website as well concerning that great event. If you're outside of Reading, hey, might be a good time for you to come and visit Reading, visit Bethel Church as well. Hey, God bless you. I bless you. I'm in Taiwan right now where I'm uh, recording this, and I love what God's doing in the nations. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.